Hi, I'm Marion Knopp of MarionKnopp.com, and today's productivity tip of the day is to use a task manager. And I'm going to give you four uh, qualifications that you could use when you're selecting a task manager. And I will obviously tell you exactly what task manager I use. Spoiler alert, you probably already know it's Trello. Um, <laughs> so here are four things that you should look for in a task manager. But I will disclaim that what is productive for one person may not be productive for others. So... This may be inspiration for you, but if you are in a different role, to it's totally cool to have a different productivity system or philosophy for yourself. I am an assistant and an entrepreneur, so that's kind of what is influencing my choices in my productivity system. So let's go through the four qualifications I look for in a task manager. The first one that I absolutely have to have is a start date a field where I can have a start date or some way that I can schedule that task to start at a certain time. This is not to be confused with a due date. This is a start date. This is when I'm actually going to start something or do something. And I use this field as this is something I'm going to do that day. It's not like um, I'm going to start it and then I'll end it later. Like it's a couple of... Uh, I apologize, I just hit the microphone. <laughs> um, but I I use a start date as I'm going to complete that task that day. Um, and then if it's a recurring task that happens like once a week, then I'll change that start date um, as I finish it that week to the next week. Um, and a lot of task managers actually will do this automatically. They have the automations built in where they will, um, where you can set that this is a recurring task and it will pop up, um, like the reminders app on, uh, your iPhone. If you use an iPhone that uses a recurring scheduler. Um, so whatever task manager you end up using, make sure that you're able to schedule those tasks, not just by the due date, but by the start date. The second qualification you should have for a task manager is the due date. So yes, that is also important um, because some tasks actually have due dates that you have to do them by. Not necessarily um, when you have to do them exactly. Like if it's something that the start date is tomorrow and the due date is tomorrow, then just set the start date as tomorrow. You don't need to do that due date um, unless you are in a bad habit of not doing things that you set out to do uh, when you schedule them. Um, so really just know yourself, be self-aware. Um, I use due dates when I know that the due date is real. Um, I think a lot of people are very ambitious and I love that. I love ambition and I'm feeling super ambitious lately because, you know, 2020 is around the corner and like I love goal setting and resolutions and such. So ambition is great. However, it can really mess up your task manager if you start putting in due dates that aren't real. So um, make sure that your task manager has a due date function. Don't abuse that uh, feature though, um, but definitely use it. The third thing that I look for in a task manager is a way to designate something as recurring. 
So like I said um, in that first qualification with the start dates, some apps like the Reminders app on your iPhone have that built in where you can set something as recurring and it will automatically you know, change the start date um, for you. Um, but other uh, apps like Trello, um, they have power-ups that will do like this um, creating a card at a certain time and um, it's called the card repeater power-up um, where a new card will populate, you know, each week or each month as you set it. Um, I don't use that feature, by the way. I just know that it exists. Um, I actually like to do the DIY version of this. I actually just label a task as recurring. So at the second part of this episode, I will go ahead and tell you exactly how I, I operate but some way to be able to designate that this task is a recurring task. Like when I finish with it, it's not done forever. Um, I'm not gonna delete it out of my life completely because I'm gonna have to do it again. So I need to designate it as recurring. Um, and the fourth qualification that I look for is a way to designate a task as something that I'm waiting for someone else to do. Um, so this is a way that you designate um, that you've delegated this task. Some task managers are like super robust and you can even like choose what person you designated it to, um, sorry, delegated it to. Um, and I just use a label that is waiting for a label. Um, Cause again, I like to DIY my own system cause I'm <laughs> a little nerdy with this stuff. Um, so yeah. Those are the four qualifications, a start date, a due date, designate whether it's recurring or not, um, designate whether it's a waiting for delegated task, because you still have to keep track of those things that you're technically responsible for, even if you're asking someone else to do it. And the reason we're tracking it is so that we can follow up with them in case, um, you know, they forget about it or they don't meet their deadline and it's still our responsibility to have that done. So that's why... We keep track of those tasks, even though they're not things we can actually do. All right, so those are the four qualifications. Um, think about whether you actually use a task manager that uses all of those things. Um, and if you don't use a task manager, I highly recommend um, using one because it's important to get to the nitty gritty details of all the things that you have to do to reach your goals or the outcomes that you're pursuing, or um, complete the projects. However you see the work that you do, um, there's so many ways that we can describe the work that we do. Um, however you do that, it's important that you get those little milestones done, and you can manage all of those little things with a task manager. Um, I was talking to someone today about time blocking, which was in my last episode, uh, Extreme uh, Time Blocking, and they were asking about like putting in their different tasks in their calendar for it. Um, and so I wanna go ahead and take the moment since um, this tip is all about using a task manager that you don't wanna have everything, all the nitty gritty details of all the things you have to do in your calendar. Um, you can if it's really important and it's gonna take a long time, it makes sense to block off time for that. But how I use time blocking is that I set aside certain con text um, on my calendar. So I will say, I'm going to work for this client for two hours here. And then when it's time for me to work for that client, 
I move to my task manager to actually execute my day. I don't follow it by a calendar. Now, on days I have a lot of meetings, absolutely, I'm living by my calendar. And some of you are like that. You have just meetings to meetings to meetings. That's your life. Um, run by the calendar, absolutely. But uh, if you're like me and you don't have meetings all the time, which is really nice, actually, um, you can use your calendar to start with, but then you move into your task manager for each context. So I'll have, you know, a lunch break, then I'm out of my task manager. You know, I'm, I, I have that time set aside for it, but then I've got, you know, a project I have to work on after that. And then I go into my task manager for that project and I execute. So um, I promised you I would tell you a little bit about how I create my tax task manager for Trello. Um, and I've said before, I use Trello for a lot of things. I use it for my task manager. I also use it as my project manager. And I also use it as my reference file. Um, so uh, to be specific on the task management section, which is actually just a few lists on one board, I call this board a dashboard. Again, vocabulary and names don't mean that much. Whatever it is for you, use it. So I, I just call this, this is my dashboard. This is where I go to find out what I've got to do for the day. Um, and so what I have is my inbox, of course, and I talk extensively about this on so many tips. You have to have an inbox. You have to have a way that you're capturing all your ideas. Write everything down. Write every single thing down. Um, so the inbox is there and that's where I process everything. That's like my inbox to rule them all, really. And then my next list is my scheduled list. And so this is where everything that has a start date gets put. Um, and that includes all of the recurring tasks that I have, which I can see the difference because there's a recurring label that I use on that list. And for those of you who are new to Trello um, and are not sure how that start date works, I actually use the power up. I call it the power up to rule them all. And that is custom fields. Um, so I find this power up super robust. And uh, if you're using a free plan of Trello, then I would recommend only um, using that power up because the free plan of Trello only lets you use a power up on a board. If you use paid versions, you can get up to three or unlimited amount of power ups on a board. But if you're only allowed one power up, the power up I recommend for your task manager would be custom fields. For other types of boards, it makes sense to do some other different types of power ups like the calendar power up, etc. But for the task manager, custom fields is where it's at because that's where you can add different fields like the start date um, and other different labels like I use a recurrence label, I use a, a trigger um, field, sorry, not label, a recurrence uh, field and a trigger field where I can actually designate, okay, this is a trigger that happens when I get this email or when someone asks me to do this. Um, or the recurrence will be weekly or quarterly or on the fifth of the month, um, that kind of stuff. But anyways, like I was saying, for the scheduled list, I use the start date field and then I'm able to sort by the start date so all the things for today move up to the top. 
And I don't use things like card repeaters or any of the butler rules to populate things because I like having full control. As an assistant, it's imperative for me to have full control over everything that's on my plate. And if I don't see something and I need to adjust something in the future, um, that would be really bad for me. So for example, if I found out, oh, on Friday, this these things are changing i need to be able to go down to where the tasks are on friday and change them as needed and if i had set up some rule that says oh it's only going to populate on friday so i only see that on friday then i don't have that control do i and i have to go into the system and it's a whole thing so that's why i like having all of my tasks and a lot of people are kind of turned off by having a long list like that but i find it's uh very great to have all that control and to clearly see everything that's on your plate at any time. So those are the first two lists. The third list is the next actions list, and that's where everything that doesn't have a start date goes. Some of those tasks have due dates, even if they don't have start dates. And that's where the main um, action of prioritization happens, and we'll talk about that in a future episode. And then the fourth list that I have is my waiting for list. And this is where I keep all my waiting for tasks that um, I don't necessarily need to follow up on very often, um, if at all. Um, it's nice for me to just see them all at a glance, especially if they're for one person. Um, assistance, <laughs> if you have an executive, have a list just for them of all the things you're waiting for so that it's all in one place. Um, otherwise, you could have those things in your scheduled list if you have the waiting for label. And then the start date is the day that you're following up with that person. And then you can edit the start date based on the next time you need to follow up, etc. Um, so whatever works for you, if you're an assistant and you're like working for an executive or several executives, it's nice to have them all in one thing. So when you have that wonderful opportunity to catch them, then you can tell them exactly what you're waiting for from them. So that's how I set up my system. And um, it's very, very brief. That's very high level. But I think I gave you guys enough detail to get you get your uh, cogs thinking about it in the machine of your mind. And if um, you have questions about this, comment on the episode. Um, I would love if you guys uh, followed me on Facebook where I go live on these episodes and stay tuned for upcoming uh, tips on more on how I do my productivity system. Take care.